And welcome back to another part train. This is your host, Evan Singer. Thanks so much for joining us. In case you're a new listener, uh, the part train is all about making life less frustrating than your golf game. Uh, we feature interviews from PGA Tour pros, best-selling authors, CEOs, and more. You'll learn to laugh through every up and down, harness the power of the mind, and get back on track, both on and off the course. Uh, this episode is a hilarious one. There's actually something in this episode that's never happened before uh, on the par train after 90 plus episodes. But before I get to that, let me talk about our sponsor, Roback. Um, I've had so many friends order Roback for themselves and for family members, most recently Father's Day. And I have not once gotten one negative review. Um, we've sold thousands of dollars worth of Roback gear to all of you, and thank you for that. And hopefully you're enjoying it. And if you're one of those few that haven't purchased any Roback gear, whether it's these new amazing face masks, polos, quarter zips, t-shirts, uh, you might want to wake up and get with it. Okay, go to Roback.com, enter the code LOVETRAIN, and get 20% off. Um, and one thing to keep in mind in case you listen to this episode down the road is if you ever try our promo codes and they don't work, go back to one of the newer episodes and the code will be listed in the description. Sometimes we change the codes. I just wanted to uh, put that out there for those of you who have ever tried a code and, and maybe it didn't work. So definitely try that first. Um, okay, to our interview, Jake Adams. He is a stand-up comedian who talks mostly about golf. You guys might follow him on Instagram or TikTok. He's hilarious at jakemadams3. And this episode, uh, I won't spoil too much, but we talk about actually the parallels between comedy and golf. Um, we did a lot of funny questions. He had some interesting takes on, but most importantly, you guys got to stay to the end. Um, all I'm going to say is Jake took this podcast from a very unusual place and actually brought someone into the interview at the very end. Um, so it's definitely worth uh, staying to the end. As always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at The Par Train. And um, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. And we're back with the man himself, literally sitting out on some random person's front yard porch right now, outside their porch, with a beer that he just took from a nearby bar with his phone doing a podcast. Jake Adams, comedian, golf lover. What's going on, my man? Not too much, man. Uh, you know, it was a bit rattled today as a whole. Uh, I just showed up in Colorado. Um, my sister has a place out here, and I'm picking up their RV because I'm about to live in that for like a month because I'm going to oh. go try to break into PGA Tour events. Um, but uh, we're just like – we like – went up a mountain today and my sister's boyfriend is like so aggressively outdoorsy yep. that he just drove us on top of this mountain and then he was just like harnessed some rope onto me and he's like yeah we're gonna go traversing and uh i've never done that before in my life so i made it like literally i'd say the first like 20 steps and i'm like guys this has been real but i'm gonna head out uh, so i yeah, I just, it's not for me, man. I didn't find it fun at all. Like, just looking down, looking to your death, like, didn't do anything for me. So, instead, I just walked down the mountain. And so, is traversing um, different than rock climbing? 
Yeah, rock climbing, you go up or down. This is just you go like sideways. I see. Kind of down the mountain. And like you just like people like hook up little like it's like monkey bars almost. And you're not like standing on anything. It's wild. I don't know why anybody would make that choice. I was a little concerned. I DM'd you because I we were a couple hours away from the podcast and I see you about to go up this mountain. I was, you know, I didn't want anything to happen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. But as soon as I figured it out, I I dipped real quick. (laughs) And now you're sitting out on the front porch with a with a nice, is that an IPA I see? Yeah, this is about the type of risks I want to take in my life, just like sitting okay. for somebody's front lawn, you know? That's fair. You have to trust your gut, you know? Uh, so you're going to break into PGA Tour events? Like, what's what's the plan? Well, the plan was to get media passes. That mm-hmm. was the plan. Um, and that didn't quite pan out because, uh, you know, like all of COVID and everything, it's just so wildly tight. Like, I had four different ends going into this year to get media passes, and none of them were able to come through. Wow. So... I already planned to live in this RV. I have my camera guy already like quit his job. Seems like a poor choice, but that's what he made. And so we're just going to do it. We're going to at least start at the PGA championship and just see if we can get in, you know, see if we can maybe dress up like a player and just walk in. Uh, We might get arrested. We might get kicked off the tour forever, but it seems worth it. Yeah. I mean, what's the the strategy? What's the goal? Um, Just like chirp it. Patrick Reed is the goal. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'd love to like chug a protein shake with Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of, a lot of content I like to put out there, but, um, even if it doesn't work out, it's not the worst thing. There's a lot of other bits I want to do like on the road anyway, like meet up with that dude, Butsy in Arizona and uh, maybe that guy GM golf in Kansas. So yeah, we'll spend like a month just kind of out there, just, you know, just make some content every day. Hey, you know what? No better time. Right. Might as well do it now. Yeah, man. Just finally, uh, I've always wanted to do this, but like, obviously, I actually want to go to the events. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll get to do it eventually. But as of now, this is what it is. So we're just trying to make the best of it. Have some fun. Love it. So speaking of fun, uh, I got a couple what's harder questions for you. Oh, this shit. You prepared for this moment? I got a couple questions, you know. Oh, okay. I, I do my research, you know. I do my prep. As a comedian that focuses on golf, what's harder making non-golfers laugh at golf jokes or making a random single in your group laugh after a shank? Oh man, definitely making somebody laugh after a shank. Like that's such a vulnerable moment. Uh, wait, are you talking about like I shanked it or they did? They did. Yeah. Uh, like most people that like take golf somewhat seriously, like, when you shake, I mean, if it's such a casual round, maybe there's a chance, but like people just like lose their cool after a shake. Cause they yeah. just like, you like watch them have a mental breakdown almost in slow motion. There's so many different steps that happen after a shank. And uh, really if I'm a part of that, I just want to take that in, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you watch that show, uh, what we do behind beneath the shadows or it's like a new show on, uh, on Hulu. But it's no. by that guy. It's like it's about vampires, but it's so funny, man. It's like uh, it's from the the creators of uh, Flight of the Concords, mm-hmm. uh, like this dude Jermaine Clement, and like one of the characters is like a vampire who just like feeds off uh, like bore like boring people and like drying them out in conversation. And I feel a similar quality after someone shanks. Like I really just want to like take in that energy, and that's how I live. That's how I find life. Well. 
I mean, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a way to live, hell of a way to find life. <laughs> but it's it's funny how there's the the whole group just goes silent. There's nothing anyone can say after a shank. It just goes yeah. dead silent. And usually, the person that shanked it will say something like they'll either be really upset or they'll rationalize it and be like, or they'll make fun of it. You know, that's probably the best. Yeah, route to go, but. yeah. You'll see a hand on the hip. You know, you'll see maybe like a take off the hat, scrub the head. But uh, you know, some. I mean, nothing you can do about that. That classic hosel fade. No, I mean it's the closest thing to a perfect shot that there is. So then, what's harder? <laughs> that's golf? what they say. But what's harder, golf or stand-up comedy? Then let's simplify it. Uh, stand-up comedy's. I think like to get to the top level of stand-up. Um, I mean, it's certainly not an athletic feat, but it is probably just as much of a grind as making on the PGA tour. Like you have to put in the same amount of years really. Um, and you know, you, you have to sit in much worse of venues. Like you, you, like I, the first six years I did stand up, I've been doing it for like eight or nine years now. And like, it's just, you sit in like the grossest bars with people that you would never really hang out with. Right. Who You're just like, man, there's no chance this guy makes it, but you just like, you gotta be cool with them. And like, they're genuinely funny, but it's just like, you don't have it together in life as a whole um but yeah and then you just like hang out in dark basements for for a long time uh, right. but at least if you're trying to make it in golf you get to uh get to travel around you get to i don't know be outside that seems beneficial but yeah no, I, think, wondered, I think stand-up's probably harder i've always wondered what it's like backstage before you go out right because you know what's the average amount of time you you talk on stage what like 10 minutes or, or more it really just depends i mean the headlining set is like an hour yeah. but and then uh featuring sets are like 20 to 30 and then if you're just doing like a, a guest set yeah or like any random show like any random show in la is just usually 10 minute sets because but, to your point about your point about the the grind right and you know you've seen a bunch i've seen a lot of stand-up bits i've gone to comedy shows i live in la as, as you know and yeah um it's funny how one little pause that you didn't have before could make a joke kill one different word, right. Could, could make a joke funny versus not. And so mm-hmm. it needs to be so on point. So you'd think in the background, right before you go on stage, you're probably thinking about it, rehearsing, but at the same time, you got to be loose, right? What, what's that moment like before you go on? Well, I think it's very similar to approaching a golf shot mm. where you put all the prep in before, you know, you, you spend hours writing, and like workshopping bits and like you know at, at open mics or whatever and then once it comes to that showtime very similar to a golf shot if you're in your head at all on stage then like it's apparent people feel that disconnect um same thing like approaching the golf like if you're thinking in your backswing like you're truly fucked like there's right. no chance that right. you like you like i don't know it's so wild that people are slow at golf because like you'll there's no chance that you're a better golfer if you take more time just like put all the work in before and forget about everything and just swing the club yeah um but yeah it's the same thing like if i start thinking on stage i just start like sweating aggressively so yeah it's just better just to be in the moment and that's when the best shots happen you know or the best shows when you just don't even think about it. you don't even remember it happening you're just like oh man i came up with that thing in the moment like i didn't even think i could get there or i didn't think i could hit that you know 30 yard hook around the tree. Yeah. So let's try, let's try and jog your memory then. Let's do it. What do you, what is your all time best luck, bit? 
What what kills every time? Give it to us. Oh man, I mean, yeah, classic low battery mode. <laughs> I got twenty percent though. We're, uh, we could probably last. This will be fun. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, we'll see if we can complete the <laughs> podcast without your phone dying. This will be fun. Yeah, if this just ends abruptly, it wasn't anything personal. Yeah, I won't even put outro music. I'll just let it end. Man, my best bet, dude. Honestly, I haven't done stand up in like four months, like since COVID started. But um, you know, I don't know. Like, I would talk about like going to golf college a lot. Like, people would just be like, "Oh, that's such a wild choice that you made in your life." I feel like people would attach onto that. Um, my mom golf used to be college? a lesbian. What? What's up? Did you, did you say golf college? Yeah, you know, everybody makes mistakes. So, <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, I went to this uh, place called the Professional Golfers Career College. Okay. And uh, I don't suggest it. If you're thinking about getting into the golf industry, you can just do that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to give this random dude money for two years. Um, and it was in Temecula, California, which I don't know why you would ever go there. It's like they only sell used cars and everybody's married at age 21. And they like all drive lifted trucks. I didn't fit in at all. But uh, yeah, it's like uh, the joke I would do about golf college was like, how I um, like spent like two years there getting a degree. Um, and then I moved to LA or no, I'm sorry. Sorry. I literally have not done it so long, but like, uh, like how none of the credits transferred to any other college. But like when I moved to LA, I ended up getting a job as a caddy at a country club. And then I felt like I was one of the, one of the only people in LA to use my degree. <laughs> uh, so that, that joke would play in LA a lot, but I don't know. I mean, like, stand up such like a in person forum where like I can be very physical on stage and like do all those things. So, yeah, it's tough to tell. But like some some like super dumb jokes will work better. Um, yeah. Like I remember I used to just do this thing. Like if I ever like couldn't think of the next joke, like I would just say, um, like, do you know if you can't open a jar, you can just give it as a gift. And that's not even really a joke, but like it would always do well and. I don't know, man. It's like something so dumb or simple can, you know, get like a biggest, the bigger laugh. So, yeah. yeah. I see that on Instagram too. I see that as a thing you, a lot of times you might think something's really funny and it's going to kill, right? And it doesn't do anything. And then other times you post something that took no time, no thought, and it absolutely obliterates it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, like, uh, in the past couple of months, I got this job. Um, I, I run the, uh, the Instagram accounts called golfers doing things. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way I got that job was literally jumping in a lake every day with my clothes on. <laughs> so that's probably one of the dumber things you can do. Uh, yep. So yeah, I would say for sure, if you're trying to get to the next level of your industry, like just do something very dumb, repeating repeatedly. I mean, uh, with I don't know if better advice has ever been given on this podcast over 90, 90 episodes. So there you go. <laughs> don't miss that one, listeners. But I, I mean, I was going to talk about this later, but since you brought it up, you, to give people context if they haven't seen it, and to our listeners, um, you were living in, was it Pacific Northwest? Was this Washington? No. Um, so I, I moved to New York in January and then COVID happened and then I moved to where I grew up, which was Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Sorry, Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts. I don't know why I thought yeah. you were in Washington. But you, you basically hit a driver off a dock and jumped into how, on average, was it like 50 degrees? Yeah, on a good day. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd say that's, that's probably pretty close to average though. So how did that start? You just hit a drive, jumped in the water and you did that for 30 straight days. I mean, clout is a wild drug. So that's maybe a reason, but I don't know. I just like, I honestly don't know why I made that choice. I thought maybe it would be amusing enough. And I'm, I mean, I've been trying to just, my whole goal since I started making videos was to get like a seat at the table within the golf industry and like get a voice. Mm -hmm. And I just saw on TikTok that like these 30 day challenges were like blowing people up. So I did it originally just to like put it on TikTok and kind of like, I knew it would grow that platform. Um, and then I was like, oh, I might as well put it on Instagram as well. And yeah, I mean, because it's so silly of a thing, like people attached onto it and like people end up like sponsoring the jump. <laughs> like they wanted me to like jump in with their shoes or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun. And I guess it was good for the immune system. So, yeah. but <laughs> good time. yeah, I, I don't have a reason of why I made that choice other than just like, you know, try to put something out consistently, maybe gain a following. But uh, yeah, honestly, like more came from that than I ever really expected. What even got you into going back to comedy for a second? What Give people a little context for people that don't know your story. How did you decide to start in comedy? What was like your first moment where you're like, I want to do comedy? Well, actually, my mom was a stand-up comedian. She did okay. it for like seven years when I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, but that definitely didn't draw me to it. Like if your parents do a thing, you're like, oh, no, thank you. And so I like straight away from it for such a long time, but I was always like the most free, like playing golf with my friends and like just make such a fool out of myself and like make fun of people. And um, I moved out to California for school and I came back and uh, believe it or not, we went, me and one of my buddies I grew up with, uh, we went to go see Louis CK at the Cape Cod Melody tent. And the, the guy I went with was like, Hey man, you should try doing that. And uh, I went back to California for school. And then like the next week I just did an open mic and then literally did it every day of my life. So yeah, that's kind of what got me into it. But like, because my mom did it, I always knew that it was an option, but you know, never really put it into fruition until like I had that freedom of living by myself and, you know, like trying to make my own creative choices, you know? Yeah. Is it harder at first? Like what was the hardest moment? Is it going on stage that first time and each time you do it, it gets easier or is it a scary every time? I think it's the hardest, like maybe like the sixth time when like the delusion kind of fades away. Right. And you're like, Oh, this is actually like a real craft that uh, I'm very bad at. And <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I'm likable. So, you know, like that's, but yeah, the first couple of times it was just like pure delusion and uh, you know, confidence that, that shouldn't have been there. It's just like you have to bomb so many times throughout the. It's okay. Sorry, somebody just started her car. I don't know if you saw me walk over four feet, <laughs> yeah. but but she did. She gave me one of these. She goes, and I'm like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> like, I'm in the wrong. For anybody out there who's like thinking about trying it, I would just say 100% do it and see if you like it and see if like it's also a drug. Like 100%. Like making people a group of people laugh like increases increases your serotonin and like that's why like so many like sh like shitheads will continue to do stand-up because they don't realize that it's just a drug right and uh but like people understand that and that's why like this next this this newer wave like in the last like five ten years of stand-up 
stand-ups have been like actually like put together people because I, I don't know if that's the exact reason, but I, I do think that it, it's possibly because they like realize like what actually drives the, you know, the car of continuing to do such a ridiculous thing. Totally. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, as a comedian, right, you have to be super observant, right? And you have to be aware of every little human suffering. What's been your, what would you say is something you've noticed about golfers um, that other people haven't noticed or what makes you laugh the most about golfers? What really messes me up about the industry as a whole is just that like how people are aware of it, but like if this is more of like a serious note, but like, cause, because I've caddied for so long and like been around every type of country club and just like how patriarchal uh, country clubs still are and like how it's just like a fraternity for like old white dudes. Mm-hmm. And like, if there was any, if there's ever like a Edward Snowden of a country club, and like it was to get out like what actually happens then it would 100 percent be like the next wave of like getting me too uh and it's just like how people still have not like it's like the last sport to progress mm-hmm. um and that kind of that kind of uh messes me up a little bit just like also like living in la for like six years just like such a liberal bubble so i guess maybe like i don't even know if i'm the person to be be the i don't think i'm the the guy to like you know, drive the, the issue until like, into like the next level where it's like more accepting of everybody. I don't know what would make me that person, but, uh, I just like, at least getting people more aware of like what actually happens at country clubs, I think is important, but yeah, that's more on a more serious note. Uh, on the other part is just like, just the fashion that happens. It's such a shit show, you know, like people make so many wild choices and uh yeah it's truly frustrating to be around you know because there's a lot of possibilities to dress cool within golf but uh you just don't see the worst fashion area that you see is it shoes is it polos the shorts what do you think could be improved the fastest or should yeah i mean if i were to like put it all in one i'd probably like throw a small brim visor on somebody uh give them a vest and uh maybe like a like maybe just like a salmon colored um collared shirt underneath some khakis those are fine whatever um and then maybe some like black shoes and white socks that'd really be uh but you see it you see it all the time yeah that's a hell of a combo right there so we've done a lot of hypothetical questions on our twitter and our instagram and i thought it'd be fun with you. Yeah, man, get back to some structure of this. I feel like I've just been rambling wild. No, this is great. Uh, I figured, you know, we could give you a couple uh, hypotheticals. Okay. And we could have you answer and, and get your take on it. So golf shoes at the range or no golf shoes at the range? Well, grass range. Yeah. Have yourself a day, you know, wear some golf shoes. But if you're just going to smack it around in some mats, uh, I don't really see the point there. It's, a you're lot of people, a lot of people are saying practice how you play. And I don't get it. Yeah, but you don't play on a mat. So like, that's true. you don't need that extra grip. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's a fair point. Okay, number two. Golf gets our hope, hopes up a lot, right? What's the worst? Number one, you hit it perfect on the range, terrible on the course. Number two, the ball disappears and you think you got an ace, but it's long off the back. Or three, golf store fits you for free and sells you your driver for five ninety nine. Um, yeah, I would just say avoid like golf stores as a whole, if you're getting fitted there, 
Um, that's just like really mainstream. Uh, I mean, sure. Like if you're a beginner, but yeah, go to like, uh, go to like your local pro or something that, that does it. Um, it's just going to be like some dude named Gary who's just like trying to get some free golf somehow who fits you at like a, what is Roger Dunn? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to Roger Dunn to get fitted. Just spend the extra money and go to like the tailor-made uh, place in San Diego. Like somehow. The kingdom, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like find your way to the kingdom somehow or just hold off until you get fitted at the kingdom. Stop getting fitted by Gary's at Dress for Less. And so many times okay, Gary will just tell you whatever club he gets the best bonus on, right? To get to whatever. It's not really yeah, about like Gary, your game. I'm not trying to hit a seven wood. So he's <laughs> just, are there any other options? Gary's like, yeah, do love strict. seven woods. I don't know what that is. Oh, Gary's love a seven wood. I said, have you ever played a long pour three? I mean, that's I mean, seven wood territory, right? Choose? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 182 yards. Pull out the seven wood, Gary. <laughs> Roll it on up. Uh, describe your favorite golf moment as boring as possible. Oh, wow. What a funny question. Um, okay. <laughs> I have okay. one that popped ahead like right away, but I like just said it on a podcast yesterday. So I'm like, fuck, I don't, I don't think I should repeat. I'm trying to think of a better one. Um, okay. I got it. I have absolutely. The, uh, all right. So as boring as possible. So one time, uh, I think the temperature was maybe like, I think it was a nice day. It was like pretty, it was like mediocre, but it was nice. It was like mediocre on the nicer side. It was, it was like 70, 70 degrees. So like a nice day. There was a couple clouds in the sky, but you would look up at the end of the day and you'd be like, oh, that was, that day was pretty, that day was good. So we were all out playing golf, as you do. Um, we finished the front nine. Nothing really happened on the front nine. It was just a front nine. Match was kind of close. It was myself, my friend Sal, my friend Mike Lapori, and this other guy, Tucker Dooley. So Whoa, uh, if Tucker you don't know Dooley. any of those guys, yeah, Tucker Dooley. Um, that guy's swing, I hate to break the bit here, but not boring. That guy had a terrible swing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, real, like, loop-dee. Like, it was, it was all sorts of things happening. But I think he's fixed it since then. Um, but yeah, so match was really close and Sal and I were on a team against Tucker Dooley and Michael Pori. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but yeah, I think it was like, it was, it was a pretty nice day. It was like 71 degrees or so, a couple clouds in the sky. And on, on 18, uh, Michael Pori, the competitor, we were all square going in 18 and he pulled out a fresh glove, pulled out a new glove. And my friend Sal, who was, who was younger than us at the time. He was maybe three years younger, maybe two years. Ah, it could have been three. It, it was maybe like two and a half, maybe like two. I think it was like two. I think it was like two years and like 10 months younger, but he was only okay. two grades younger, but he was like younger than the grade should have been. Mm -hmm. So he was always like, you could kind of mess with him a little bit because he was a bit younger. And my friend, Michael Pori pulled out a fresh, a new glove and Sal goes, he asked him, he's like, on 18, why are you bring out a new glove? And Michael Pori, Lepori, uh replied with, what, you've never ripped your cord with a fresh Cabretta? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sal was absolutely rattled. And then uh, somehow like heel hooked 
a drive out of bounds. And we're all scratch golfers, like tough to do. Um, and then they went ahead and won the match. But uh, I will always remember him saying, have you ever ripped your cord with a fresh Cabretta? <laughs> Just like wow. such a ridiculous line. What does that even mean? Um, I think it was a masturbating joke, but uh, also Cabretta is the type of glove, like the type of leather, I believe. Oh, um, but it was like a Footjoy Cabretta. They used to sell those Cabretta gloves. Uh-huh. But uh, this dude Lapori would always just come up with like wild sayings. So it was wow. not like off brand for him at all to say something like that. You know, I got to say, to describe a golf moment as boring as possible, that was actually quite entertaining. Thanks, man. I feel like, you know, the more you talk about the weather, the less people like you. That, that's fair. That's a fair point. All right, last one. Uh, you're a dad. That's why weathermen are such tryhards. Sorry to break it to you, but you're a dad. Not sure if you knew. And you have to choose one of the guys that I'm about to say to date your daughter, your future Sorry, daughter. Okay. Should I just side note? Yep. 100% side note. Should I end this podcast by going to knock on this door? Yes, actually. Can you? That'd be great. Um, you <laughs> just should maybe, maybe get their take on golf? <laughs> maybe you should ask them this question that I'm about to ask you. <laughs> God, just by their seating alone, I don't know if you can see these seats, but like, there's no chance they're under 70. Why are the chairs blocking the stairway? It's <laughs> actually such a wild observation. Man, I don't know. Maybe I should just go sit in the chair and see what happens. Okay, yeah. I mean, this would be wild if you asked them this question live on the podcast. Let me ask you, and then you can determine. And if, if they come want. out, I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought nobody was home because the chairs were blocking the stairway. <laughs> Okay. Oh, this is it. This so, is so much better. So you're a dad, and you have to choose one of these guys to date your daughter. Who do you pick? Number one, walk through the line on the green guy. Number two, blackout drunk guy. Number three, doesn't fix divot guy. Number four, Ooh. excuses guy. And number five, long pre-shot routine guy. Couldn't handle long pre-shot routine guy in my life. You know, I, I have been there, but I've certainly gone over to that over it to my this point in my life where I just walk up and hit the ball, you know, mm-hmm. have yourself a day. I would probably have to go walk on the green guy, walk in your line, because that could be an honest mistake. You know, yeah. there's some redemption in that world. But yeah, the 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 slow player and the non-fix the dip, you gotta fix your ball marks. Like, that's just disrespectful. If you're not fixing your ball marks, like, what else are you not fixing in your life? Like, I mean, and how does that show point. up in the relationship with my daughter? It's disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, truly disrespectful. Just to walk by your own ball mark? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a good example here of, like, how that would show up in, in your everyday life with my daughter. Like, if you, you probably run from an accident, I would assume. Like, if no, my yeah, daughter's in the car... Yeah. And you like, you know, maybe not a hit and run, but like you, you hit somebody in a parking lot of a movie theater and they're still in the movie. So they'll never know. And you're not leaving a note. If you're not fixing a Walmart, you're not leaving a note. That's true. There's no chance. What about blackout drunk guy? Guy can have fun. Yeah, you can have fun, but like, I want my daughter to be successful. And like, yeah. if you're getting married, you're probably like at least over 30, you know, or I don't, uh, really respect you no offense if you got married at young age <laughs> but like i think you should live your life like figure out who you are as a person before you put a ring on my daughter 
Okay, that's fair. So you uh, want? Are you are you married? No. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been fun. Um, so you you pick walk through the line on the green guy. Um, I mean, should we should we knock on the door? I mean, do you want to get I, their take? I don't. Oh shit! I do see somebody inside. It's a kid. <laughs> I kind of want to get this house's take on. Dude, 100% there's somebody in the door and I'm sitting on their porch. (laughs) Of these guys to marry their daughter, who they would pick. I'm kind of curious. All right. How do I I propose the question, though? What do I say? Like, uh, hi, I'm here with the census. Yeah, that works. A golf census. All right. I mean, I'm off the clock, so I do have a beer in my hand. But um, all right. So this is my my gameplay, just so I can savor this beer. I'm going to put the beer down, and then I'll walk up and do it. and, uh, And then I can walk away aggressively. Okay. He's putting, just so uh, people listening on the podcast, he just walked down the porch he, to put the beer that was glass, by the way, on the front step about 20 yards away. And now he's moving his way back up the house to All the right, porch. So that what I'm going to do is I'm going to un- unplug my headphones and then you'll ask the question to him. Okay. All right, great. Hopefully this works with the audio. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, also keep in mind it's also COVID, so like. Oh yeah, keep there. put your mask on. Kid's got a guitar inside. He seems pretty cool, pretty chill. All right, I'm gonna pose it to him as I'm like the golf census. Okay. You can hear me, right? Yep. Kind of nervous. Let's see what happens. We've never done anything like this on the podcast before. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, dude? I'm here with the the golf census. Uh, do you mind if I ask you one quick question? All right, so uh, this guy's gonna ask you a question if you. Okay, so. Ball, okay, does anybody in the house play golf? Oh, buddy, do you mind if we ask you this question? Hell yeah. You guys just jamming or what? That's an absolutely fresh shirt, my guy. Oh, thank you so much, man. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm here for the golf census. So, yeah, uh, he's going to ask you a question. I'm not a very experienced golfer, but I've That's okay. That's okay. So, if you were a dad and you had to choose one of these guys to date your daughter, who would you pick? I've got five options. The guy that walks through your line on the green. The blackout drunk guy, the doesn't fix the ball mark guy, excuses guy, or long pre-shot routine guy? Uh, I got to be long pre-shot routine guy because he's like an asshole, but it kind of works out in the end. You know? Wow, you oh, want the guy take. with the – Interesting. So you want the bad routine to marry your daughter. Well, no, because at the end of the day, it's good. Like, he, he lands the shot. Huh. Like, yeah, does he land take. the shot? I don't know, actually. But okay. – I will say this, at least he will take his time and like prep to like, to make sure it's right in the marriage, you know? So he's thoughtful. Like he's not rushing into anything. Yeah, he gets he's, it. He's thoughtful. Okay. Is that yeah. a kombucha, by the way? Yeah, it's uh, one of those GTS or something. Oh, a little trilogy. Uh, sure. All right. Yeah. What a, what a Congrats moment. Congrats on your success. Thanks. What a moment. Thank you for participating. We appreciate yeah, it. Of course. Stay healthy. You too. Have a good one. Dude, thanks so much, man. <laughs> see you. No, it's all good. I just walked up to your house randomly, so. All right. See you, bro. <laughs> So oh there you have God. it. So does does his answer change yours? Um, you know, it, it's just always nice to get a, a differing opinion. I will say that I do like I do appreciate the process of like taking your time to figure out your hand in marriage. So I'm not fully against it. Uh, and if we're talking strictly with my daughter, I see how that could pan out. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to play golf with the man because you know they gotta live right. your life after. Yep. And can't be stuck on the course for six hours. But I understand the take. Well, that was fantastic. Thanks for, thanks for doing that. Uh, last question for you, and then I'll let you get back to, the, to another beer. 
Um, yeah, you're yeah, doing sure. swing reviews now on Instagram. Um, we may need you to do one of me and the part train guys. Could be fun, although I'm kind of scared of what you might say. Um, but are you now the new and improved Max Homa? Tell us about this swing <laughs> review process. I mean, Max Homa's busy right now. He's playing on tour, so he just doesn't have the time. And, you know, I don't think I could ever – that guy's great uh, at giving – at roasting swings for sure if you don't follow that dude on twitter 100 percent do it that guy's great um but uh yeah i mean we all have our, our different voices so yeah i think there's lanes for both of us uh i'd ultimately love to uh review his swing you know if i can get close enough to film a video i'll definitely do that he seems like one of the cooler guys on tour for sure sure so yeah certainly not trying to like uh steal any shine from max homa that guy seems like uh you know he's really got his life together so how much you can say <laughs> well, if there. you guys don't follow jake it's jake m adams three right yep on instagram that's it mm-hmm. um and is that it on tiktok and i don't know if you're on twitter or anything yeah on on tiktok it's just uh jake madams uh we doing well just hit like uh like i don't know like 11 or 12k on tiktok you know uh, really appealing to the 16 year olds of the world sure um and then on top of that follow golfers doing things Oh, yeah. uh, I just took over running the account and uh, you know, we post some pretty wild videos on there. So if you see the caption and you think it's funny, then uh busy boy. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. I want people to tag you with their swings and send you their swings and give you some Dude, my uh, DMs roast right material. Now are so yeah. full of like 20 year old white dudes hitting a golf ball. Like <laughs> I expect to maybe get some girls in my life, but like right now it's currently strictly golf swings. So Yes, yeah, right. hey. uh, fingers know, I'll, crossed. I'll do it. Fingers crossed. Uh, stay well out there. Enjoy the road trip. I can't wait to watch and follow uh, your road trip. Hope you can get into those events, get some good stuff with the pros. Yeah, we'll see what happens, dude. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, man, for sure. Talk to you soon. All right, take care, man.